You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Welcome to the Playing with Balls podcast. I am your host, Shannon Lee, and I am coming at you from Santa Monica, California, today and uh today is a special episode of philly bro talk and i've got my brother t on the line hello mister hey what's going on how you doing uh you know just feel like a champion but you know (laughs) a regular day i know well we haven't done a podcast in a while well i've been busy and uh traveling and working on some other projects so you know some people were saying you know uh, of all the philly talk that we've done all year Um, and how much we've been, you know, giving it press and talking every playoff game up into the Super Bowl. Then, then the Eagles win the Super Bowl and we just like fall off the face of the earth. So sorry about that, everyone. You can get a due to shock of the Super Bowl win, maybe, I would say. Say that again? I said it's probably a shock of the Super Bowl win is the reason why we haven't done it in a while. Everybody's just... Not I, believing that we won the Super Bowl, so I, I mean, a part of it was my travel schedule, but I was also going to say that because it's really weird. Because I, um, I feel the same way. I talked to our dad. I talked to dad maybe about a week after we won the Super Bowl, and we were talking about a bunch of other stuff. And so I said to him, I said, "Hey, I'm surprised you haven't like said anything about the Super Bowl." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You know, I think it hasn't really hit me yet because." I'm kind of just like, I don't feel anything. And he's like, and I'm kind of like, what's next? And I was like, really? See, I I've definitely have watched the Super Bowl over about seven times this week. And I think I've cried three times. And um, But you know what I thought was interesting? And I said to him, I said, do you think you don't feel like what you expected to feel uh, because you've just been waiting for this, like for a lot longer than we have, obviously, because dad's like 60, you know? Yeah, so I I kind of understand that feeling a little bit, but I don't feel like it for this Super Bowl win. And the difference is, is I think I felt like that after Clemson won the national championship game. So it kind of helped me <laughs> feel what it felt to win, but like kind of be almost like in a shock and like what's next to actually win the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Now, like I can't, I feel like I'm celebrating it way more. Yeah, I I mean I. I think that for some Philadelphia fans, and I'm, I'm I can't speak for everyone because everyone's reaction is different. I mean, if you're talking about the team that you know of the Eagles when like we were little, they were really bad. They were really terrible. You know, in yeah. the '70s. I mean, they had they had some good years, but there was a lot of years there was you know differences in the franchise. And I mean, one of the facts about the the NFL draft in the first place and how you even get your draft pick, you know being the worst team gets like the first draft pick, you know, the Eagles back when the draft was created, uh, they set that tone. We got the first draft pick. I don't know. Did you know that? Yeah. And the, uh, the draft was also in Philly for the first draft. So, um, but I'm just, I kinda, I'm just using it as an example that that's sort right. of the history of the Eagles and everybody knows that, you know, we're like the most uh, passionate pan fans, not pans. <laughs> we're, the, we're the most passionate pots and pans. We're the most passionate fans with the most relentless disappointment. ESPN actually said that. I did not make that up. So anyways, I think if you've been rooting for this team for 20, 30 years longer, 
you know, than we have even and you, you were a part of that more disappointing era, uh, consistently to actually have finally made it to this point and wondered probably if you'd ever even see a Super Bowl win in your entire life and then to see it, it's probably just a really surreal experience. So I, I think it's interesting for like older Philadelphia fans that were especially a part of like that era in like the seventies and eighties, you know what I mean? Right. And I think the reason why there's the other reason why there's like a mixed reaction is we weren't supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. We thought this was going to be like, you know, build up to a Super Bowl. Nobody was expecting us, obviously Eagles fans, but nobody in the NFL were expecting us to actually win the Super Bowl. So for us to actually like win it, it, I think that's why we're getting mixed reaction because you know, it, it, there was no buildup. We just won the Super Bowl. So everybody's like, what the hell just happened? We won the Super Bowl? Like, right. I, that's why, and the whole city has been, was in shock for probably about until now and still in shock that we won. So, like, everybody's reaction is probably going to be completely different right now. Right. Well, so how has it been for some of your friends and other people that you know, just like colleagues? Like, do you see mixed reactions like dads with them? It's, uh, I don't know. It's funny. It seems like no, people aren't as angry as our fan base usually is. Um, I don't know. It's, it is a different vibe. Um, sports radio talk, listening to those people talk. I mean, it's just everybody's happy right now. It's like nothing you can say bad. Usually, especially sports radio talk, even with like the Flyers, the Sixers, and the Phillies playing, right? We still talk about the Eagles every time. Like most of that's most of the discussion. So right now, and it's still obviously Eagles talk. Is it's just like crazy that we actually won and we're going to be defending it next year too as well. Yeah. So like it's like a positive reaction. Usually it's kind of like a you know half of the fan base is hopeful the other one's like man we gotta do this this and this blah 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 but it's not like that on the radio say everybody's just happy <laughs> i know well I, you know what i think it's it's interesting it's like oh that was another thing i was gonna say because we've always been these people and that's another thing i was saying to dad like we've always been philly fans and we've always sort of represented that it, you know, as a city. And now that we've won a Super Bowl, it's like, do we like lose our identity a little bit? Like, are we like really nice now? <laughs> no, I mean, we're still, no matter what, you mean, you come here, we're going to have home field advantage. I don't know if that was really based off of us losing. People say that. And I think it is a little bit of us never actually winning the Super Bowl, but it's, I mean, we're always going to have that mentality, but now we won the Super Bowl. That might be even a stronger mentality because now we want to defend it. So what his point was is now we want more. What's next? Right. Is now we want to win like three or four Super Bowls. Now we want to do this and this, and we have the capability of doing so. See, um, I... with Car, you know, Carson Wentz coming back and all those guys that weren't even in the Super Bowl that are coming back, we're going to be better next year than we were this year. Yeah. And that's the craziest part about it. So that's why it's like a what next kind of factor that goes into it. I, I could see that, you know, I personally I, and I'll probably feel differently when it's football season again, but I personally actually feel completely different. I feel like I've been waiting yeah, for definitely different. Yeah, but I feel like a long I've been waiting a long time to see this. I never knew if I would. Um, and it wasn't supposed to happen this year. So that's why it's just been so crazy that it was just like every week, every playoff game, you know, you're just like, what is happening? And then it happened and now i'm like okay well i've i i've always said i just wanted i just needed one you know in my lifetime right. so now that we have the one and it 
and it was such an amazing win under so many different crazy circumstances and so much adversity that the Eagles had to cut overcome as underdogs. Does it mean as much in the future? I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, do I care as much now? I don't know. I really hope I do, but I'll always have the Super Bowl and that's it. So, well, that's like the greed. Like you, you taste, you know, something you finally like achieve that goal. But now what's, you know, you look on the what's next and you want more and more kind of thing. So it's never really fulfilling. And the Cowboys can't use that against us. Uh, even though they've won, you know, multiple Super Bowls, um, us winning this one in this century kind of helps, you know, uh, that blow a little bit of their argument. Yeah, I think, yeah, the haters said we've never won a Super Bowl. We're never going to win a Super Bowl. And now they can't use that. And so I do think it definitely sets the tone for the future. And what I think is interesting and kind of funny, it's just like a little funny thing, is that like, uh, so we I got a, a video from our eight-year-old niece, Emily, that was like, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Patriots suck, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God. She got an Eagles Super Bowl win at seven, like when she was seven years old. I'm like, that's like, what's her life going to look like now? You know, like, it's just going to yeah, be like so a, easy. <laughs> that's been like a huge topic. Like, actually, like older people, a little bit like, you know, people that's been watching it for 50 some odd years, not getting a Super Bowl. And then, you know, kids are like 12. They're like, your life is so easy now. Like, you got the Super Bowl when you're younger. Imagine being like 50 years old and not seeing a Super Bowl until now kind of thing. And there's people who've obviously passed, you know, passed away that never got to see one. So, I mean, there's been a lot of emotion about that. Yeah, I, I think that's, it's just, it's an interesting dynamic for the city. You know, winning your first Super Bowl, you have all these things to go through for the first time. And then, you know, it puts the Eagles on the map for sure. Because even like, I like had a couple of drinks one night and I like tweeted HBO ballers. And I was like, yo, now that we won a Super Bowl, can we get a mention just like one mention on ballers, like just trade, we'll like trade us a long snapper or anything, yeah, right. but like who cares? But like now, now you can start caring about the Eagles. And what I think would be funny is if I start seeing people like randomly that, cause you know, I'm in LA that are like wearing Eagles jerseys because that t- tends to happen, you know, people. Uh, I I, yeah. I hear LA is a big area for, you know, Eagle fans. I mean, there's a lot here, but I think there's a lot of new ones here that, uh, I've that are, are popping up, which is weird because I've never been a fair weather fan of of a team. I've only ever been Philadelphia. So yeah. I don't know what that's like. But, you know, going back to the whole like what's next and, you know, our team's going to be better next year. I, I it's weird because like I look at Patriots fans sort of the same way I looked at Alabama fans when Clemson played Alabama, where it's like, why do you guys even care anymore? Like you have so many of these things. Does it really mean that much to you? Because I, I, I'm only saying that because I, I know it's a short, a short sighted thing to say, but I'm only saying that because I have no experience in this area. <laughs> you right. know? So well, I mean, I guess yeah, I, I've said that too, but you also got to think about it with, at least with the Patriot fans, They've won five total Super Bowls. Um, they don't even have the most rings in a franchise. So winning six would have tied that. So I can see their kind of like greed of going more, obviously. And they want Tom Brady. Because they want to break the a record, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of – but, you know, winning's winning. You always want to win no matter what. And we never, you know, face that. But, like, seeing it now, like, I would 
love to have this happen year after year. Oh, totally. Even if one ten street, you're like, there's never enough. Yeah, kind of feeling. I know. I I agree. And like I said, I think I'll feel differently during football season next year because I mean I guess the one comparison I can make is because we're Clemson fans and we got to be there I was in the front row made my ESPN debut I looked like I was you know uh, (laughs) three sheets to the win there Um, like hanging on but the next year after I still felt the same level of passion so I don't think that's going to go away I think it's just it's just a weird it's a weird weird feeling you know yeah, I, you know what? I had the same passion, but I also, like, I don't know. It, it was a different aspect, I know, with Clemson, like, when they won. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, deprived of a, you know, a championship. So this year, kind of, like, when they lost to Alabama, yeah, it sucked, and I was, like, upset about it. But, like, it was different than when we lost to them three years ago, you know, because we didn't have yeah. a champion, you know, at least that I was alive for. So... This loss stunk, but it wasn't as bad as when we didn't have a championship. So at least, like, we can at least breathe a little bit more, I think. I think there's, like, an elephant that came off our chest for the, you know, Super Bowl, obviously, <laughs> like, a huge one. I but, like that saying. I think you just made it up. There's an elephant that came off our chest. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what is the um, real saying? Well, like, there, it, there's a saying that's uh, a weight lifted off your chest and... Uh, uh, then there's a separate saying that's uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, well, see, I'm good at um, combining sayings. <laughs> I know what you meant, though. The elephant is off of our chest. Now we can breathe. I understand what you're saying. I mean, the elephant's a big, you know, animal. So, like, you got to think of it. If you're sitting on your chest, that probably hurts. So, I mean, if he's off your chest, an elephant you can kind of breathe now. You know what I mean? An elephant's Maybe a couple I tons. Maybe I should patent it. I don't know. We'll you, see. You should, definitely, we'll see you should definitely trademark that saying because... Um, definitely other people after they hear it are going to start saying that they're going to be like, yo, I'm going to watch all these comedy shows now. If somebody uses my joke, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to get them. There's like a whole elephant on your chest and there's a plane flying by too. Um, that's what that noise (laughs) is in the background. Why are there so many conditions today? I have to tell you. Okay. But I do have to say I did rewatch the Super Bowl seven times. Do you think that's crazy? No, I did about five. And then I watched a couple of the commentary where you can hear them talking. Oh yeah. The Philly special. Yeah, well, and I'm not one to rewatch, you know, uh, games like that. I, I mean, I, I watched the Clemson one, but I only did it like once. And I, but for some reason, the Super Bowl, I just kept rewatching it. And I, I'm just like not a person that likes to rewatch games like that. I like to watch them live. And if I don't watch it live, like I won't rewatch it for some reason. I mean, I'm the same exact way. I've never rewatched an Eagles game until... Uh, the Vikings and I think I rewatched the and that's when it started because when I rewatched the I rewatched the Vikings game maybe twice from start to finish and I think I did because Nick Foles made such a clear uh, transition uh, in his quarterbacking in that game from the Falcons and anything before that it's like he had never thrown a yard uh, when he had to take over for Carson Wentz after the Rams game he had never thrown a pass for over 20 yards and then then he comes into the Vikings game and he's just throwing bombs and like trick plays and you're kind of like that flea flicker and you're like what the what the fuck and so that to me was just like what is going on and it was so exciting but I also wanted to understand it better and I wanted to because we undressed the Vikings so bad that it was like that nobody had done that to them all season, but this quarterback had also not been doing that yet. So well, I don't. To me, it's like a blessing in disguise 
uh, if you have to think about it, I mean, I'm happy he got hot at the right time, but it also probably hurt the Vikings and the Patriots. Nobody actually saw Nick Foles do this because he hasn't did he hasn't done anything until those two games. Um, so you can't really watch tape on him. Do you, you think know? that they that they were holding back like as yeah. a strategy? No, I don't think it was a strategy. One, and I, I said this a couple of times on the podcast, it was the weather. I'm telling you it was the weather. Yeah. It was like negative 20 degrees on this every single game he played in. So, like, I don't know. It could have been him just, like, kind of getting more acclimated to the offense. But it also, when there's, like, 20 to 30 mile per hour winds and it's negative 10 degrees, I think you're not going to have a great day. And You know, so I think that helped him with it. But I, I didn't expect him to, like, explode like that in both of those games. Like, he just... He just lit it up in the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. Like, that's crazy to I me. know. It's it's insane. That's why, like, this win, I think, means so much because it just – it was – we beat Tom Brady with our backup quarterback. So, it's like – I mean, enough said. I, that, I mean, there was just a lot of magical things that happened, and – and Nick Foles is like a unicorn. He just like came out of the sky and did it. And and it just it just wasn't something that you would think would happen, you know? No. No, it's crazy. I, I, I that's another thing. It, it was it's hard to react that we won the Super Bowl plus all the things that happened. It's just crazy how it all folded together in those two games. Yeah, you know, and you know what I think is crazy but also really cool is like obviously now Nick Foles, he won a Super Bowl with the a Super Bowl winning performance and he can he can start for any team that he wants. I realize he is under contract for another year, but he's expressed that he wants to stay with the Eagles and stay our backup quarterback. And I think that's awesome and crazy. I wasn't expecting that. I this whole time I was for sure thinking this guy's trying out right now for uh, a starting a starting position for another team. I mean, that's what he's I doing. I don't know. He's, he's given like mixed signals about it. In my opinion, I, I honestly do think he wants to start again. He wants to stay in Philly, but he also seems like he does want to start again. And it's, it won't happen once Carson Wentz comes back, no matter what, you know, how much people would like, would say, Oh, it's a, co- a quarterback controversy here a little bit. I'm like, it really isn't Carson Wentz is, and everybody knows this now is he's obviously the starter when he comes back. Um, so it's a possible they might trade him, but I don't know. It's, it's, well, a, it's a weird situation right now. Well, they've got like a, what's the, okay. I don't know if this is, is golden goose is saying they've got a golden goose, a goose that shits gold eggs, whatever. And either way, they've got a, they've got, I think we're making up sayings today. We are. Sure. Well, we've, well, the Eagles now have a golden goose that shits gold eggs because they've got this, uh, because they've got this really great investment in their pocket. And it, from a business standpoint, and I'm speaking specifically from that standpoint, it does make sense to try to trade him while he's hot versus have him as an insurance, you know, because he'll, they'll, Eagles will get so much money for him, and that's just a really great investment. Like, I just, I just don't even know what – I mean, we'll get – obviously, you could get, like, draft picks back and everything. I personally don't even know what the Eagles are going to go for in the draft anymore. I mean, linebacker, tackle, but we still have these – you know, they would be still backups. You know, it's going to be, we're building depth. We have such a young team. It's ridiculous right now. We can make a run for a while right now. Yeah. And, that's and, what's, and to your point, we've got a lot of depth already, even with a young team, you like, know, we don't, 
we're like in the riches right now. We don't have to trade foals. Like a lot of teams would trade foals, especially coming off a Super Bowl win. A lot of teams kind of, you know, build a team up to win the Super Bowl and kind of sell afterwards because that's what they have to do. With us, we won when we're kind of rebuilding technically. Yeah. We, were, we put a lot of young players together, you know, and now we signed our, you know, elite players early in the year. I mean, that's the genius of Howie Roseman right now. He, him with the contracts, we have all we need as in the solid core players, you know, under contract. It's the little pieces, and we have the pieces that they're going to want to stay here for, you know, less money because they want to win another Super Bowl. So it's like we're in the riches right now, and it's crazy to say that to be an Eagles fan. That's why I, I can't even believe, like, the whole situation right now. Yeah, I know. And But what, like, do you pers- – see, here's the thing. Nick Foles is under contract, though, so even if he – what, regardless of what he says and what his desires are, it's not up to him. You know, no, so, it's not. I mean, he could hold out, but he's not the type of person that would do that. No, he he's not going to do if that. If he wanted to be signed for longer term or he wanted to be traded. But he's not that. Obviously, if you can tell his personality, I doubt he would do that. Um, the only thing I can say is they'll request a trade, um, and then they may try to trade him. But if they want him, he has to stay here. I mean, it's nothing he can really do. So, yeah, he's under contra- contract for another year. So that's why we're in the riches. I mean, I personally would keep him. And not just saying it's like, you know, for because of an investment or anything. It's just, um, I don't know if Carson Wentz, you know, I don't want him to come back too early. You know, I'd rather have Nick Foles play the first couple of games if Carson Wentz is not fully 100% yet and let him build his way back in because we want him for, you know, the middle to the end of the year anyway for next year. We don't want him to come back and get hurt, re-injure his, you know, his knee again, so... No, I certainly want Nick Foles as insurance. Like, if you're an Eagles fan, there's no way you would not want him to be the backup quarterback. I just think that if that's how things pan out, especially long term, I think that's kind of crazy that we'd have a guy who won the Super Bowl for us be our backup quarterback. Like, that's insane. I know. It it is. I mean, when's the last time you ever heard that happen before? You know, most of the time when a new guy takes over for a team and wins the Super Bowl, he's he's the starter pretty much you know, for the rest of the years on that team. It's not, it doesn't happen that the backup quarterback wins the Super Bowl and he's, he's a backup again. It's just, it's a weird, it's a unique kind of scenario that we have. Yeah. And it's a good problem to have too. I mean, the you know, Tom Brady, that was him. He was a backup quarterback, yeah. you know, and that's how exactly. he got it, you know? So, but then again, that's like the thing is like he, but he didn't go back to being a backup, you know, he's, he's, he was obviously, went on to have and still having a great, you know, career, you know, like Nick Foles, like he, he could start on any team, like you said, and it's crazy that we, we control what we do with that. We can either, you know, sell high with him or keep him as a backup, you know, and we have, we're in just like a great kind of, you know, spot. We're in a great place. We're in a great place. Exactly. We can be a little, we can rest on our laurels a little. We can take the elephant off our chest. We've got a lot of golden gooses exactly. shitting, shitting golden gold out of their butts. And no, it's it is a unique situation, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's crazy, um, and that's why I'm just so so. It's just you know a really cool story. And I said before we even like had won all the play our playoff games. I said. Uh, and I believe I said it on the podcast that if Nick Foles, our backup quarterback, can beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, 
in a year when we were especially like not supposed to win and we have this new team, I just think anything is possible. Like you could, you could, you know, you should live your dreams, man. You can achieve them. Like you can do anything. Like it's just a really great story. Like they should make a fucking movie out of this story, you know? Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. No. So how was the parade? Uh, parade was great. Um, I was sad. I couldn't go. Yeah, no, we got on like a little caption of, um, Malcolm Jenkins's video. Um, oh, I saw that. Like, yeah, they like stopped the parade like right at us. We we're on the stoop right there, and we had out the window that said "Big Dick Nick," and <laughs> we just sat there and chanted it. And like him and Rodney and all the defensive backs were sitting there, were chanting with us. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I have to tell um, you, like a nerd, I was just so excited that we won, and I was sad I couldn't be at the parade. I, so I like messaged like all the Eagles players on like Instagram DM, like a complete creep, but two of them wrote me back and, um, and we talked for a while. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. He, um, he, he wrote me back and then we were just chatting back and forth. And then I sent him another message the other day because he, his arm was in a sling and he was like, Oh, don't worry. I'll be okay for our next Super Bowl. He actually, he had a torn rotator cuff the whole year and never, it never came out until now. So that's when he got surgery on. Yeah. So imagine he did all these catches and I, I actually, I was trying to figure out what his deal was because I, I you know what, everybody was trying to like still consider if he's a number one wide receiver and he's one of my favorite wide receivers even before he's on the Eagles trying to figure out like some of these 50-50 balls that he usually comes down with he wasn't getting this year until like more the end of the year. Right. And I have to, I'm assuming a torn rotator cuff might have something to do with it at least a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so well, I'm I mean, expecting I, him to have an even bigger career with us going forward too. I think that's interesting, yeah, because I thought the same thing until I heard that that he, um, that I was like, you know, he's good, he's solid, he's like performing, but he's not like, he's not like, you know, the one-handed catch Alshon Jeffrey that I've seen in the past. But I just kind of yeah. didn't really worry about it because he he's been he's been getting the job done. It just wasn't overly. Sp- I don't want to say it wasn't overly special, but I, I agree with you. I, and so I, I was really like, it, it kind of made sense. And I just couldn't believe and believe he played like that all year. But at the I same can't believe it never came out until the end of the I year. I know. That's the craziest part. Yeah. And then uh, who's the other one? Kenyon Barner, because I think he lives in LA. So, he? yeah, he does. Yeah. Kick, and, um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I, I think this was a cool year just with the Eagles too because I like got to meet so many of them and like chat with them and have so many yeah, Philadelphia cool. people on the podcast. So it's like it's just been a good year all around. And like playing with balls is isn't only about Philadelphia, but it kind of has only been about Philadelphia in like the last four months. So I guess I'm happy from the from the standpoint that we won the Super Bowl because now it makes more sense as to why I've been solely focusing on Philadelphia. Well, I mean, it's, it's good to focus on Philadelphia right now, especially with our other teams. Um, yeah, that's a good segue like, into the Flyers and the Sixers. They went on some winning streaks, too, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's like the juju yeah. is like pouring I into mean, all the Flyers, teams. The Flyers are still going. They, they won, what, 10 straight. They had like a uh, – I think they had an overtime. Uh, all loss, these teams maybe. are – all our teams are young teams, too. Think about it. All of them. Yeah, uh, exactly. And they're all – right now – Minus the Phillies because they're just starting back up, but they're all in the playoff hunt right now. I mean, the Flyers are in first place right now. I know. So, in our division, so I mean, they have all the shot in the world to like hang with all the best teams too. So like, it's just crazy to be in 
a Philadelphia fan because this time last year we were the complete opposite. I mean, the Flyers were they... average. The Sixers were terrible. Yeah. You know, Embiid and Simmons weren't playing. And, uh, I mean, again, with the Phillies, we're pretty bad. So now there's big hope for all the teams, even the Phillies, with all their young guys playing really well. I mean, everybody, it's a destination. I mean, I, I even heard, like, talk about LeBron maybe coming to the Sixers next year. I heard that, too. That would be fucking crazy. That would just I be... And for you imagine? They're saying that, that are uh, Phillies, like, they don't want LeBron to come here is absolutely insane to me. Who's saying that? Why. Who's saying that? Uh, there's there's people talking about that, that they don't want LeBron here. First of all, you're just a LeBron hater at that point to say that. I'm not a big LeBron per se fan. I would love for LeBron uh, to come here. I'm a fan of how LeBron plays basketball. Yeah, how about LeBron, that? <laughs> the best player in the league. Yeah, I, I, would love uh, the best, I don't. Best player in the league to come to my look, team. So I I despised Kobe Bryant back in the day when he was playing for the Lakers, and uh, he's even from the Philadelphia area, but I despised him. But if somebody were to say, Hey, Kobe Bryant might come to the Sixers. I would be like, fucking great. Uh, I I don't hate him anymore. (laughs) I didn't hate him, you know, but I mean, it's, it's about winning games. It's not about like your personal opinion. Plus why would anybody hate LeBron? LeBron's like not a bad dude. He's not like out there, like acting like an idiot and, or like, you know, nah, he, he has his moments where he, he says some things, but we're, I mean, who cares? So what? I mean, He's LeBron. Jordan, he can say some things, you know? Yeah. Jordan's used to say a couple of things that people dislike, too. Who cares? Guess I, what? I Jordan's the best basketball say. player ever that ever lived. Yeah, know, so, so so he can probably say whatever he wants. But look, whoever's saying that is just a straight up idiot, because come on, I if know. we get a chance to get LeBron James, uh, whoever's saying that's going to change their mind uh, if and when we ever have him. I, I think it would be interesting if he left, um, especially maybe because that whole like controversy that when I he left the first time leave. was that. I think no matter what, he's leaving Cleveland. I, I don't think, think so. He wants to be there. I don't. I don't think him and the owner are clashing well. So no matter what, I think LeBron's <laughs> going to leave. They're trying to like I read a statistic on I think ESPN the other day that Philly would be the worst team out of all of them to go to, which is. Why anyway? Because I I don't. It's just I, first of all ESPN. I, I'm I'm starting not to watch as much anymore everyone hates philly dude Uh, the sportscasters like everybody's always shitting on us you know philly they they try to exploit us for being terrible fans they say you know we didn't have any shot to win the super bowl nobody picks us you know where we don't have chemistry on teams blah 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 but the best part about it is you know everybody's kind of biting off again the super bowl win all these teams and it has like an underdog mentality a little bit like i'm not trying to cliche that term but I mean, we're just killing it in every sport right now, and the Phillies are starting back up, and I'm assuming they're going to have a decent year too just by the way it's going. And it's just a great vibe in Philly now, especially with sports. Well, I know. And, I mean, you got to be happy about the Sixers because when's the last – the Sixers haven't been good forever. And Uh, and the Sixers probably my second favorite, you know, team in Philly to watch just because I'm a fan of basketball, obviously. But, like, for them to be good, I mean – I, I miss the days of Iverson and us, you know, going to the championship oh, yeah. that one time. You know, I want to see that again. So with Simmons and Embiid, just Embiid in general, Embiid how he so acts, awesome. you know, is it's awesome. He's so different than everybody else in the league. He's kind of like trying to, you know, he has like beef with like Russell Westbrook. You know, he's yeah. making a name for himself for being like the bad boy, but he's he's playing like he's a you know top five player in the league right now, which is great. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's so fun to watch them play and they've really, and I mean, you know, when you're a Philly fan, you're a Philly fan through and through, but you know, when your team isn't good for so long and you just know they suck, it's so hard, especially because basketball has so many games. I'm just speaking from like a logical standpoint that, you know, in years past when they've been good post Iverson era, I mean, when they've been sucky, I should say post Iverson era, it's like you try, you, uh, you're still a fan, but it's just really hard. So it's yeah, like exactly. they've made it fun for us as fans again. So of the flyers um, and that, you know, the flyers had a, um, you know, a much better year than uh, they had the second best year last year outside, I guess. I, I, they I had, they no, actually they, they had the best, the best year. and yeah. wait, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Right. Or they, no, yeah, no, they no, almost made, did. I mean, not, none of our teams did. And now this is, this is transaction uh, transition, the way to put it, really, that, you know, none of our teams made it last year, and now at least at least the Flyers are probably going to make it. And I'm hoping the Sixers, the Sixers are in the playoffs right now. If they keep playing like this, they're obviously going to make it. There's a lot of teams kind of fighting for, like, four spots. So, I mean, we could have at least three out of the four teams make the playoffs, you know, obviously the Eagles. So... It's crazy. It's kind of crazy you even see that now, like going from no no playoffs to three, you know, three out of the four making it. And what if we got like a, like a Stanley Cup in the same year that we got a Super Bowl or something, you know? Yeah, I'm hoping. I still think they're like a player away. I, they're first right now, obviously, and the winning streak's kind of like helping with that. And they're right. definitely a good team. Um, I don't think they're still – they're still, like, to me, is not a top five. They're, like, floating around top five hockey team, you know, best teams. But I think they're, like, right on the border of that. They are, yeah. Um, but they just got a goalie um, they traded yeah. for, which was a great – because that's what we needed. Right. We, you know, with hockey, if you get hot, um, hot, sorry, hot at the right time, you know, any, you know, that's how the teams that usually win. So it could, as long as they stay hot during the playoffs, I mean, they have any shot in the world. Yeah, and they just moved into first um, yeah, when they beat the, the Canadians. The other, the other side's a little bit stronger. Um, yeah. The other side of the, uh, the other division. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're up there with the Penguins right now. I know, and I think that's really crazy, too. And they're really fun to watch. And so, yeah, I, I there's some good juju. God is, uh, whether you believe in God or not, God, somebody should look, you know, shining their light on us. I just made that up <laughs> since we're making up sayings. Somebody's shitting golden golden eggs from the sky on Philadelphia, and I'll take it. Um, well, who knows? Maybe it was the whole uh, we needed to win a Super Bowl. It really, like, you know, helps with all the other teams just, you know, get through. I mean, I know the Phillies obviously won, but. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a momentum and there's a, you know, because all of the, you know, most of the fans are crossover fans. If you're a fan of one, you're a fan of the other because you're from there or you're, just, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of four or four fans. So, you know, it's hopefully hopefully they're feeding off the energy of the fans and just what's going on in the city. And I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, because I mean, yeah, even yeah. just based on their records after the Super Bowl. So um, I'm glad we get, finally got a chance to talk about it. We needed a minute to like really let it sink in, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, um, just, it's just, there's definitely, definitely a better vibe here in Philly. I mean, everybody forgot that we started, you know, spring training for baseball. And I, I think that definitely alluded to the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Cause it's like, you needed a minute to process it. Cause it just meant so much. And that's, um, that's really cool. I, I pretty sure like 80% of the fan base cried. 
Oh God, I cried before we even the game was over. <laughs> I I, a lot of that too. I I like yeah, I was like sobbing. And um, I cried again a couple of times when I rewatched it during the week because it's just it's a great game. And I just watching it and the excitement of me watching it just like it's it just it's amazing. Yeah, it I is. Mean, football is it's, I, I'm, it sucks for other, you know, cities that don't assume that football is number one, because to me, football eludes any sport in the U.S. And for your team to win like that, you know, it's just. There's no better feeling in sports, in my opinion. I agree. I I I think that people that are passionate about football, like we are, um, and sports in general, would agree with that sentiment. And I mean, actually, I I want to say if it's Philadelphia that has all the luck, but maybe it's you and me. Maybe it was us on the airwaves doing the podcast the because Clemson. we did get a Clemson win the year before, and then yeah, we got our college know, team win, then we got our professional team win, and that doesn't Whatever happen. It is. I'll take it. No and how many? What, I don't care. How outside of Brian Dawkins and a few, and I'm sure some other people in the country, how many Clemson Philly fans are there? Probably not that many. So, <laughs> yes, definitely not a lot. So we did this. You and I we did it. We did this. I agree. We, we are the we are the reason that we won the Super Bowl. I'll take it. We we took the elephant off everyone's chests. We <laughs> we get all the credit for that, and that we. Crap that golden egg. <laughs> we are the golden gooses. We are the golden gooses. We're golden gooses. So we poop, but we poop golden eggs. I wish that we did because I'd have a lot more money. Yeah, no, right. That'd um, but we there's there's we are special. We're very special people. We're very, very <laughs> special. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got a chance to debrief. Um, and we'll keep we'll keep it going as the Flyers and the Sixers uh, make their run for the playoffs. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, we'll just keep it going. We'll keep we'll keep uh, sending out the vibes since you and I are the ones responsible for this, it. as we just now uh, decided and realized exactly. and then hopefully uh the phillies also um after spring trading we start to see some good things there and then people will just start paying us lots of money because we're doing everything we're pulling all the strings i think we came to that conclusion so i, I i'll go with it okay i like it well thanks right. to everybody for listening as always to the playing with balls podcast and stay tuned next week uh for another new episode I'm um, having our next guest is actually a former Eagles player. Uh, Hollis Thomas will be on next week. Defensive tackle. So um, so stay tuned for that as well, um, because obviously we're just going to keep talking about Philly and like sometimes some other stuff. But, you know, when the going's good, we'll uh, we'll keep it going. So anyways, thanks T, and have a great yep. evening. All right. And talking to you as always. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>